T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stacy Dales, NFL Network correspondent. Here at Hallis Hall. As expected, continued buzz around the quarterbacks, especially when it comes to the 11th overall pick, Justin Fields. Breaking down the latest from the Bears beat and news from around the NFL. George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears have a lot of digging to do. They need to do a good job this time around. New head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Where, where do we even start? Start at HITS? Do we start at the HITS acronym? Former WNBA All-Star. And the ball stolen away. Didn't see her coming, and Perkins gets the clean steal over to Dales. Easy land. Stacy Dales off a beautiful feed from Elaine Powell. Stacy Dales with Mully and Haw on 670 to score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. It's always a lot of fun to talk to Stacey Dales, and she joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Stacey, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mully and Haw. I'm doing well. I'm getting ready to head to Philadelphia today for Championship Wednesday uh, tomorrow, and some coverage midweek, and then I'll be back for the NFC Championship on the weekend. And you you were in Philly, right? Did you not cover the uh, the uh, the game that got him here, the victory over the Giants? I did. I was there Saturday night for that game, Molly. And, uh, you know, I really just think the four best teams are still standing, and that's how it should be. You know, there were no flukes <laughs> for each team right. to get into the thing and on the AFC side and the NFC side. So, I, I, gosh, I, this NFC championship game, I just feel like it's so even. But then you have an oddball quarterback in, in Brock Purdy, and, and now we're all looking at these two teams and their defenses and thinking, how the hell is he going to get through this game against that defense on Sunday? So I, it's a great storyline, and I can't wait, actually. It's going to be an awesome championship. Well, it's a great story. It is. But I think when you look at what's next for him, the challenge has never been this great. He's on the road, hostile environment, and that defense is – sometimes overshadowed by the offense and Jalen Hurts. And I just wondered, if you're the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, and he will be as prepared as any head coach will be for this weekend, what do you think will be the points of emphasis for trying to keep Brock Purdy, um, whether it's protecting him in the pocket or just making sure that he steers straight as much as he has and not been he's not turned the ball over, and that's been the biggest thing that he's done well? Well, that's the whole thing, David. It's it's going to be ball security, which is it always comes down to in these big games. Uh, he's thrown, he's undefeated. First of all, six and zero, I believe now, uh, which is nuts. And I think it's a testament to the head coach, which is why these head coaching searches take so long, 
because if you don't have a Kyle Shanahan, uh, you're going to be going through the revolving door. Uh, 13 touchdowns to four picks this season. Now, here's the problem. I don't, I don't think he's seen a defense like this. Uh, I certainly haven't, with the exception of the 49ers. Um, what they do in Philly is they rush with four, which sounds really simple, but they rotate those guys and why they had four players with double-digit sack numbers, which has never been done in the NFL in the history, I believe, of the league. So um, they come in in waves, so they never get tired. They're just coming up. And, and what it does is it, it's very obviously clear. It en- enables coverage to be so profoundly strong that they force turnovers. <clears throat> like Daniel Jones last weekend, Coming into the game, he had eight giveaways all year for the Giants, and they forced him into a a Bradbury uh, pick. So, like, Brock Purdy does not throw into tight windows. Jalen Hurts does. Brock Purdy, you know, Kyle gets him in space with the football. And so, or they run it. (laughs) So, like, he, he cannot turn the ball over in that environment because either the defense will go and score or Jalen Hurts is going to get the football, who is 100% without limitations. And I, I was, you know, kind of fascinated all week last week covering this team because I was told internally, like, he's good to go. And then there were all these sort of, you know, superfluous stories of he's not ready, he's not 100%. Well, he comes in and throws, like, a dime in a tight window uh, to march down the field and score in his first drive. Like, he has no limitations, and he's good to go, which is a scary sort of thing for the opposition. Um, and they're pretty healthy, the Eagles, so that's a great thing for them. Well, they barely played, right? I mean, they, they had the bye week, and then they come out last week, and they did they even play the full game? I think they got a chance to rest. Every, they were so far ahead. They they had the first uh, – four of the first five drives covered – 70 yards or something. I mean, it was – that was as thorough a beating as you're going to see. And now, I mean, the Niners are a very physical team, but they got to cross the continent, and and that's the early game. I, I just feel like there's a lot of – there'll be no excuses for Philadelphia if they don't win the game. Yeah, I – you know, Molly, I agree. What's really been interesting is to listen to Nick Sirianni talk about Jalen Hurts. And you guys know that I've – I've looked at Justin Fields and as he enters his third year, and I, I keep saying they need to find this Jalen Hurts model. Yeah. Um, it's stunning what he's done from year one to year two to year three, and he has some good coaching, obviously, there in, in Philadelphia, and not just with the head coach but the offensive coordinator. But, like, hearing from Nick Sirianni this week, everybody kind of laughed when he compared Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan, which wasn't not obviously the championships and all that stuff, but it's this the, the undying will to win that he has and the, all the steps he's willing to take and he took each offseason to get to this point. And he's only in his third year. He's still, like, what, 24 years old? Yeah. He acts like he's, he, he, he's like 24 going on 40. And he's never changes. His work ethic is dynamic. His leadership in the locker room is, I mean, this is going to be to me after learning about him, especially this year, a generational quarterback. And because of, because of the, the, the things that his teammates described to me and like how he galvanizes the defense, not just the offense, like, to, you know, I'm standing in Darius Slave's locker, who's obviously a really good, defensive back in the NFL and has been for a decade 
and he's joking and we're not condoning violence because he's joking to me, but he's like, I'll punch a guy in the face for that dude. Like they have his back in every realm. And what's really interesting to me, when you look at these four stand, last team standing, they all believe that about their quarterback, but the one we don't really know about is Brock Purdy, like Patrick Mahomes, generational. How many, like five, what is it? Five straight AFC championships or something like that. Yep. It's, it's crazy. And then you have obviously Joe Burrow, who, I mean, this is a this is a Tom Brady in the in the making right here. And then you have Jalen Hurts, who uh, is, has head coaches comparing him to Michael Jordan because of his undying will to win and his competitiveness. That there's like this inferno burning inside of him. And then you have Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just am so impressed with Jalen Hurts. Uh, he, he's just physically dynamic he's he can run it he can throw it he can throw into tight windows i'm talking when when it's mono a mono and his receiver gets it and then they get separation this eagles team to me is the most complete team left standing and uh you know we'll see if they come out and play like that on sunday so stacy also have covered both teams in the afc championship game familiar with the bengals and the chiefs certainly we talk about the quarterbacks but if there was going to be one key aspect of that game that might surprise some people. That might be an overlooked element that contributes or helps dictate the outcome. What might that be? Um, I think it's just the Cincinnati defense. They're really good. And I was not shocked with the performance that we saw against Buffalo. Joe is playing his best football, arguably, maybe even better than their Super Bowl run last year. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals defense is vastly underrated. Like, I had them um, in their, you know, wild card game to advance and <clears throat> being in their locker room, talking to their defensive players, they are so turnover um, sound and opportunistic. And, and Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. We don't know how severe it is. He's, he's playing it down. Um, but high ankle sprains are no joke. I'm sure he'll be ready to roll and come out there, but he, he couldn't really operate like himself. And I think he's brilliant. He's a magician back there. But this defense is really good. And I think that, you know, people need to be on high alert for how opportunistic they are. They're really good up front. They make things messy for the quarterback. And the back end is really tight. Their secondary is really a close group. They have no – they feel underrated, which always is always interesting because – the Eagles are the same. You know, I'm standing with Dallas Goddard in his locker after their win on the weekend, and he, he literally told me, we feel like we're the underdog most of the time we take the field. And when I was in the Cincinnati locker room after their win to advance, um, their defensive players told me, we feel so underrated. I mean, Jesse Bates was like, nobody – I'm staring at him, and he's like, nobody believes in us. We don't have all pros on this team. We, we weren't given all those titles. That, that that combination with such a good brotherhood is a team that might just go and beat the uh, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I would I would definitely, on a big picture level, David, think that would be something I would be watching. Yeah, you know, I, I think with Mahomes compromised, and, and whether anyone wants to admit it or not, if he has a high ankle sprain, there mm -hmm. is no way that he is not – he's going to be able to play – in the fashion in which he did most of the year. You know, that is an injury that takes kind of a minimum of six weeks. I, I, I just think that's a really tough injury for a quarterback. I know he can throw from all over the place, but if you watched him in that game, you know, when he didn't have his leg underneath him, he was he was throwing short sometimes. I mean, I don't care how strong your arm is. 
you need your legs to be an NFL quarterback. So I, yeah. I would I would think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it, it, I've had a high ankle sprain, and I'm not oh. Patrick Mahomes, and I don't. And I'm telling you, it is depends on the grade, Molly. So obviously, right. you have a grade one, grade two, grade three. So grade one would be a strain; nothing is torn, right? So those ligaments are like pissed off at you. And then when you get into the grade two, now you're talking partial tears. So now you're you're you know you mentioned six weeks. Now those weak numbers start to go up, and then a grade three is obviously a full tear. I've had a grade two, and I couldn't walk for two months. Basically, I had wow. to. It was really hard, and it, that ankle still isn't right. It never has been. But I'm not you know I'm not an NFL player. If it's a grade one, which again we don't know, then you know he's 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 probably able to move around. Maybe some still some swelling in there, but. I'm thinking maybe like just over a week to two weeks, maybe. So listen, I'm not a doctor. I I was a former athlete. The high ankle sprains are the worst because they're connected to so many upper parts of your, your lower leg as far as the muscles and and the bones. And yeah, I mean, he looked a bit peg legged in their win to advance and which against Jacksonville. And I, I I don't want to read too much into it because maybe he's, he's better than he, maybe he is as good as he's, you know, acting like he is, but that Cincinnati defense is really good. I mean, with Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson is no joke. DJ readers having just an unbelievable season and their, their secondary is awesome. Like they're really good. So I, I think it's just, this isn't good. This is going to be a tough game at home for Kansas city. There's no doubt about it. Stacy, take a step back and you look at, there's still five head coaching openings and the guys getting the, the hardest looks, longest looks, are offensive-minded guys. I know Dan Quinn might be the exception, but the rule has been, and it continues to be, if you are an offensive-minded uh, candidate, if you are an offensive yeah. coordinator that is hot, you're going to get a head coaching job. And here we are in Chicago, and we know what they did with Matt Eberflus and why. But when you look around the league, why do you think this continues to be such a trend, and how is that going to be dictated in the dominoes that begin to fall when the most uh, – proven offensive-minded guy, Sean Payton, finally takes a job? Yeah, great question, David. I, I think when you see quarterbacks in the NFL have success, you automatically defer to their offensive coordinator, possibly their head coach, who may be an offensive-minded head coach, and the quarterback's coach, which I think is why you see all of these interviews um, take place and why these offensive coordinators' names continue to buzz. We talk about Mike Kafka. Well, he just worked with Brian Dable and has worked in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Uh, he left Kansas City to go to New York to the Giants and work with Brian Dable, who is a quarterback whisperer. So there is an obvious correlation to the success of the quarterback and the ultimate success of the franchise. Because if the quarterback struggles, you're not lasting. I mean, that's just the way the NFL is. You have to have a sustainable quarterback. You, I mean, look at Dallas. We're questioning Dak Prescott now, and now we're questioning Mike McCarthy. Should Mike McCarthy stay in Dallas? Because Dak apparently underachieved he lost <laughs> so it, it, if the quarterback loses the, the the coaches struggle if the quarterback wins the coaches do well so Mike Kapp is going to get all these interviews now because Brian Dable and him had what a brilliant year with Daniel Jones who had the best numbers of his for in his fourth year of his career he stopped turning the ball over like look at Brian Dable Brian Dable leaves Buffalo and guess what 
um, you know, no offense to Ken Dorsey, who's their offensive coordinator, but guess what Josh, uh, Josh Allen did all year? He turned the ball over. He was the most turnover-prone quarterback in football. And Brian Dable goes in year one to the New York football giants, and Daniel Jones is suddenly – he's been whispered into greatness. Like, I, it's to me, that's why you see it. Brian Callahan is the offensive coordinator right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's been there for four seasons. He's been there with Zach Taylor. He's going to get some major – head coaching opportunities because the quarterback does so well, but he happens to be Joe Burrow. So that's the correlation there. I think Sean Payton is a brilliant coach, which is why everybody is down on their knees begging for him to take over. And like having covered him for many years, I've been in the league for 14 years. Sean Payton has coached a lot longer than I've covered football, but being around him, talking to him, listening to him, seeing that he is able to, oh, Drew Brees is hurt, Teddy Bridgewater's in, he wins. Oh, Teddy's hurt, Zach, or Payson Hill's in, he wins. Like, he, he, he scheme coaches, which is he looks at what the other defense does, and he says, oh, you're not going to let us throw it deep. Okay, we're going to win with a short game. Oh, you're not going to let us win with a short game. We're going to win on the ground. He's so gifted, and that's why he is the hottest commodity. But then I went, I covered the Saints this year. Dennis Allen is their head coach. Dennis is awesome. I, I love Dennis. But Sean Payton leaving, this team didn't make the playoffs because something changed with the, the levels of discipline within their structure because Sean Payton holds the tightest, tightest, um, whatever you want to call it, um, in-house, uh, like Bill Belichick, like they're going to run things. They call it the, you know, the, the Patriots way. Well, it's the Sean Payton way. So wherever he goes, he's going to win and he's going to create an atmosphere that is absolutely formulated on a foundation of discipline and tightness. And this is how we do things. And this is the ship that I run. So that, I think Denver would be the best fit for him, but that's all for Sean Payton to decide. We talked about a, a little bit earlier, Stacy, that you came out of last weekend, and you know I think the Jacksonville Jaguars were delighted. They just they they gave the Chiefs a game. They got as far as they could. They they were delighted about it. I think that the Giants, the way they lost, a lot of their fans were upset, and there there's not a real feel good despite a good season. But for Dallas, for Buffalo, that's like a disaster. You come out of that and you feel going in that you're going to get there and now you feel like, what the heck's wrong with us? We're never going to get there. I, I just think that – I don't know that there'll be that bad an outcome uh, in in this weekend that you'll get from uh, – maybe if Philadelphia loses, they'll wonder if they'll ever going to get there. But I, I don't think uh, – I think the, the worst losses so far have been for Dallas and for Buffalo. I could not agree more with you, Molly. I could not. Um, the Dallas one, like, their defense is so good. Micah Parsons is so freaking good. It's the way they use him, the way Dan has used him. And I think Dan is, Quinn is such a great defensive coordinator. And, again, you know, if a team wants to interview him and he'll get – he's obviously gotten plenty of attention in the coaching cycle. Whether he wants to leave or stay – um, obviously impacts to me Mike McCarthy, but 
Yeah, that's a devastating loss because of the talent they have. Now, Pollard going out in that game was significant. He was right. He's their best running back. So that, that really impacted them offensively more than – it's amazing how we undervalue running backs, but then when they not when they don't play, how their offense changes. Like, I mean, come on, can we give some respect to the running backs? Tony Pollard's a really, really gifted runner, and he's really a smart runner, and that was a huge injury for them in that game. So I think it affected them. But the Buffalo Bills, to me, you guys, and I don't know if you agree with this, but. I think this was their end. I think this was the the fitting end for them because the emotions they've been through because of the young man, DeMar Hamlin, I, I was surprised they made it through last weekend. They are so emotionally depleted in a beautiful way because of what they've gone through. I mean, their teammate almost lost his life three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And they're just pushing through every week. I mean, they, 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 and then the, all the stuff they've been through displaced a couple times because of weather in Buffalo. I had their game here in Chicago. They couldn't get back. They couldn't fly back because there was an ordinance in Buffalo. You're not allowed to drive. So they had to fly into a different airport. They had to bus it back. They weren't even allowed to do that, but they did it the next day. Like, they, then they were displaced over Thanksgiving, if you recall, which I did their game in in Detroit. They right. they had they they the week before that they were they had to change their travel plans because of snow. Then they lost Vaughn Miller, and and I was at that game in in Thanksgiving, and he gets hurt, and you could just feel this diffusion in their locker room despite winning that game. So like the adversity that Buffalo Bills had been through all year long. I was really honestly surprised they made it to this point, the divisional round. And uh, I, I just give a lot of credit to Sean McDermott, their head coach, because he kept the thing together the whole time. <laughs> but that was a lot. And then the DeMar Hamlin stuff was so hard for them to deal with and for understandable reasons. Hey, Stacy, thanks a ton. Really appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Safe travels. Of course. See you guys. That is Stacey Dales. You're listening to Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think y'all don't see how much I, I, I get on his nerves. So, I really get on his nerves. How do you do that? Really get on his nerves. So, if he, if he, if he play bad or if he don't compete like, like the way I know he could compete, it's, it's, it's verbal abuse. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That is DeMar DeRozan. Uh, taking a, a little piece out of the uh, out of the Tom Brady playbook. Uh, that is how he gets verbally abusive if Patrick Williams isn't playing well. Just hide the iPads. That's Don't let right. him throw one of those in yeah. his direction. Oh, there you go. You yeah. know what? That's great. You want a leader like that to handle a young player like Patrick Williams who, for whatever reason, seems hard to reach, hard to count on reliably from game to game. He had 18 and 10 last night. Congratulations. Do it again. Half do, of that in the fourth quarter. Do it again. That That's the point. Because, Mully, Dustin said it earlier kind of facetiously, but we've had a couple texts to this regard. You just know or you just fear, as a Bulls fan that has seen this movie before too often, six points, four rebounds tonight. <laughs> he can't have that. Well, now hold on. He's been in double figures for four straight games in five of the last six. So he maybe, just maybe, he has turned a corner – Due to the uh, the verbal abuse. Fair enough. I stand corrected. I, I know that he has scored better of late, but when you look at the double double, the produ- productivity on the glass, which is what right. they need him to do, especially yeah. if he's going to have a defensive presence on this team, and they need him to do that, you just want him to be more consistent than he has been. And he, I, I know with Patrick Williams, it always goes back. He's twenty one years old. Yes. Don't give up on him yet. I get that, but you have to agree. Even though he has scored better of late tonight, you don't want to see him disappear because it's a back-to-back and we can make excuses for why that might happen. Well, I, I would argue that you want him to appear even more in a back-to-back because he is 21 years old. Yeah. Because he is a young man with a young man's legs. This is not, you know, DeMar DeRozan playing his 1,001st game, right? This is Patrick Williams in an early stage of his career who's got to bring energy every night. He really simply has to bring energy every night. And he's got, as we talked about, he's got that bounce. He's got those legs. He's got to use them to rebound. And they're on him about that. And thank God it came through yesterday. It was a very important – his 9-5 and five in, the, uh, in the fourth quarter was huge for them. Yes, it was. And he can be that guy tonight because he should have more energy than anybody else on the floor just because of his age and his athleticism. So – Yes, good for Patrick Williams. May it continue. He is not the young Chicago athlete caught in the crosshairs this morning. Who is the young Chicago athlete caught in the crosshairs this well, morning? Well, we let Aloy have it pretty oh, good. Oh, my God. I, I mean, listen. <sighs> See? You're exasperated <sighs> still. And we haven't had the conversation in a while. It's been a couple hours, and you still I, are flummoxed. I've tried, to blo- I've tried to just block the whole thing out, but uh, – but Aloy announcing that he's he's not interested in being in the DH when that is the only role you have for him on this team is kind of absurd. And the idea that, you know, because you've replaced him in left field, he's now just going to take over uh, in right field, maybe even crazier than uh, than him wanting to play in the outfield. I, I You know, the, the problem when you put together a team that – 
features a lot of first basemen and DHs, and uh, and you don't really have any uh, outfielders. You go out and you get a left fielder, but you're what are you going to do? You're going to promote from within with Oscar Colas. That's the hope. That's what they've been trying to sell. They haven't gone out and gotten a right fielder in a very long time, and they could really use one. And um, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to expect from this team. If I see Gavin Sheets lining up out there, if I see Aloy lining up out there, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm on board, buddy. I'm not sure I'm watching. I am. Uh, I am really at a crossroads with this team. They were as disappointing a team as there was. And the idea that nobody has gone to Eloy and he was asked that question. Hey, have the coaches talked? Not really. No one's telling him that uh, that he's out of the outfield. And it, that's insane to me. It's I, just nuts. I think they need to talk more. I think they will I deliver they that will. message. Yeah. You know, Pedro Grafol prides himself on being an elite communicator. So yes. that, that's the message he needs to send directly. And I don't feel badly for Aloy Jimenez if he does have to uh, be a designated hitter. Make the adjustment. Do what's best for the team. And, Molly, that's why yesterday, of all the days that we're hearing from Aloy talk about how he would not be open or he sounded like he would resist that or fight it, however however he worded it. But it was very strong in terms of him saying what he felt about being a, a, a designated hitter. I don't really think that I'm going to accept it it's, it was just in such stark contrast to what we heard in the Chicago media and consumed from Trey Mancini, yes. a guy who's been around for a decade, a guy who has overcome his own pair, his own share of personal adversity beating cancer. And he's like, hey, I'll play wherever you want to know. Just let me know four hours before the game. Buck Showalter taught me that lesson. And he has, you know, remembered it every day of his big league career. So when he says that, and then you hear what you heard from Aloy, it's just a contrast that you just can't help but like compare and be like, what? Why is he in this state of mind? All you need from Mancini is that power. He's got to be a power guy, and I know he came off a bad year, but he was uh, he was going to represent Italy in the um, in the World Baseball Classic, and instead he's now going to spend all his time with the Cubs. He's chose. Cubs over country, even though it's not his country. And, you know, there was a fear when he was going to play with Italy that, you know, let alone a baseball, he couldn't hit you in the eye with a big pizza pie. So I think that <laughs> you got to be aware of that possibility. You do. You do. I love that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're in a I'm poetic sorry. frame of mind. But Trey, Trey Mancini is a guy that he's got a clause in his contract. If he gets more than 350 at bats, he can opt out after one season. That's a good goal for him to have because, Molly, we have seen when he is healthy and when he is in the lineup regularly, he does have a little pop to the bat. Now, 2021 would be the last time we can look at kind of a full-time one-team same season, 147 games. He had 21 homers the year before in 2019, or I guess two years before he had 35. He's got some pop. That's what you want. But you don't have to look at him as, oh, gee, what are we going to do? He has to play a certain number of games here. You can't play him there. He can play left. He can play right. He can play first. And he is a guy that would not resist being a DH. I, I got to tell you, I got a lot of time for the guy. He's a great story, and I really hope he does well. And, and as I said earlier, I think he'll be energized, as a lot of players are, by that crowd at Wrigley, by the fact that, you know, the, you get 
the treatment you get and you get the people out, you get the energy from the fan base. I think it's a really good thing for him to come here. I love the story about him being a 12-year-old going with his buddy to a Cub game back in 2004. Uh, on, a, on a day they just happened to be giving out Matt Clement goatees and, and, <laughs> and he was wearing it. And they posted yeah. that picture on the Marquee Sports Network's uh, website. And so Trey Mancini understands – the allure of Wrigley Field. He understands how special it is to play there. And even uh, I think that he, he mentioned his former teammate, Michael Givens, who told him that if you ever get a chance to play for the Cubs, you want to take advantage. And he didn't forget that. So this is a good deal for the Cubs, but it's also a very good opportunity for Trey Mancini. So I, I before we get out of here and, we're, and we'll bring in uh, uh, Dan and Lawrence, um, I did see something yesterday that I kept meaning to mention to you that I wanted to run by you. Um, so uh, you got Shady McCoy, you got Devontae Adams, and you've got Jalen Hurts. All of them drafted with in the second round with the number 53 overall selection. Hmm. And the Bears have that pick this year after the Roquan Smith trade. So all you got to do is get yourself Shady McCoy or a Devontae Adams or a Jalen Hurts. All 53rd overall? 53rd overall picks. That's a really good precedent. That's a nice little nugget, and that is a good return on the Roquan Smith mistake uh, or trade. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Steven, <laughs> Steven Paya, the defensive tackle the Bears drafted, also selected with number 53. So let's not get too well, you, you had me until that one. Yeah, that was that was maybe a little bit of a reach, would you say? Uh, I'm sorry I even brought that one up, but that it is a fact that all those guys were drafted with the 53rd pick in an NFL draft. That's, I mean, Shady McCoy was a great player. I don't know how you feel about his commentary. He keeps dissing Justin Fields. Uh, Devontae Adams, who wouldn't want that guy on their team, right? Wouldn't that help the Bears? Jalen Hurts. I don't think you're going after a quarterback, but what a what a great 53rd overall selection. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is definitely the guy that when they drafted him 53rd overall and they had Carson Wentz, you started to wonder, and the wheels started to turn, hmm, this guy's a winner. This guy doesn't care where he was drafted. Jalen Hurts could have been Mr. Irrelevant and still had the same approach to winning the job in Philadelphia that he took when he was the 53rd overall pick. That's why he is what he is. And notice what Stacey Dale said, and I think that we have heard this even from Dave Wanstead as well. The reason people believe in Jalen Hurts isn't necessarily because he's such a polished passer or such even a great runner. He is both, but the first thing people mention, intangibles, the leadership, the competitiveness, and the fact that this is a guy that you want leading your football team. This guy was a sophomore in college. Uh, excuse me, a sophomore in high school. How old are you? 16 years old. And he could power lift 500 pounds. I mean, th- this guy has been breaking his rear end, working out his whole life, turned himself from uh, a good leader, great uh, leader, into a great quarterback leader, right? A guy that, that was just a winner and, uh, and knows how to play the game. Just great stuff from him. Almost the best story going in the NFC Championship game. Almost. Almost. Yeah. We know that you've, uh, you've chosen another direction. Team Purdy.
<laughs> All right. We'll have to argue about that again tomorrow. Okay. It's, uh, Deal. it's Molly and Hall. We've got uh, Dan and Lawrence joining us next on Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.